Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Out of the last couple. With Sky's stable stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. Yeah, excitement is starting to build uh, as we get towards the end of the summer racing season and into the autumn. We've got uh, a Group 1 in Melbourne today, the CF4, and in Sydney, we've got a really interesting card today. Uh, The Eskimo Prince is a a real highlight, and so too the $2 million English Millennium for the two-year-olds, race number seven at Randwick. We'll discuss all of that and more. Take your queries on 0419-767-272. Something on your mind this Saturday? Let us know on the text line and be a part of Behind the Gates. Darren Flindell's with us. Good morning to you, Darren. Yes, good morning, Luke. You said as we prepare to go into the autumn, it almost feels like we're into the winter uh, today. It's rather yeah. cool. And, Mate, what's uh, doing windy. out there? What's doing? It just, it's Armageddon. Oh, I know. I just went over the road to, to get the paper and I uh, couldn't believe how cold it was mm. uh, with the wind getting up. And we've had some showers this morning as well. More, A bit more rain after the track was classified as a soft five this morning. And now we're a soft six. I'm not sure if we'll get any further rain as the day goes on. But I think that's got a few uh, punters discombobulated as we went to bed last night. We were planning for a dry track. I'm surprised it took till early February to, for you to use discombobulated. Uh, it's one of your good terms. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I think it might have been used once uh, earlier this year or it could be on its second run. Oh, I'm disappointed I missed it uh, at the time, Darren. Uh, but good morning to you, mate. Great to have you on the show again for another week. Uh, you'll be looking forward to calling this autumn carnival. Uh, the autumn in Sydney, it's always... A real highlight, isn't it? Yes, and we're seeing a lot of the good horses go around at the trials. There's been plenty of trial sessions in the last few weeks, so we're getting a, a good idea where, where some are at at this stage. Thought, um, thought Ruthless Dane tried really well at Brownwick there on a Thursday morning. A very good work by her. She may have uh, just come on a little bit now with time. Interesting. Andrew Hurley, good morning. Good morning to you, fellas. Um, His radar's been uh, interesting viewing this morning. It looked like it was going to go straight out the sea. There was a big band, and then it's sort of almost turned on itself. It now looks like it's going to uh, to clear, but um, it's nice. It's been quite wet here this morning. Mm, it has. Um, we are now a soft six, guys. If you missed the news earlier, Randwick has been downgraded just with that band that passed through uh, that hurls is referring to um it's gone for now whether anything else turns up later we'll wait and see brad davidson good morning good morning guys hope we're all uh, well on this uh, yeah pretty dreary saturday morning and look i did ask uh for you to introduce me last today which you have done i've got a little story to kick off uh kick oh, off dear. race day today now i just set the scene uh it was monday afternoon and my lovely wife and i we've decided to give surfing a go lately so we're out there at your minor beach. The waves are cranking in. We're sitting out the back, only a couple of surfers out, and and uh, getting out surf from my wife as usual, standing up, and I'm I'm falling off left, right, and centre. Anyway, I'm waiting for the next set to come through, and next minute, no word of a lie, I get this little sting on the hand. I think, well, what is that? Look down. <laughs> would you believe it? It's a jellyfish, and it stung me on the hand. And I go, well, we've had a few conversations on this show the last sort of month or so, and. One listener's, uh, you know, suggested that there could be a remedy around uh, some use of urine on, on the on the jellyfish thing. So I thought, well, I'll give it a couple of minutes, see how it is, and then the sting cast starts to come through, and it's it's stinging quite a bit. And I'm thinking, well, I've got to, you know, I'm a big believer in our, our listeners here at uh, Behind the Gate, so I thought I've got to try this remedy. And I actually Googled it this morning, and 
and saw that uh, it's a bit of a myth, the scientists say. And I'm not sure if it was the placebo effect or not, but I think the scientists might have this one wrong, Luke. <laughs> so there was, there was a bit of relief, was there? There was relief straight away. Never felt it again, and on and surfed, and, and there you go. Well, when you said you had a story for us, um, I, I wasn't <laughs> sure what to expect, and you haven't disappointed, Dave. Well, I, I, I couldn't believe it happened. I was giggling to myself out there thinking, <laughs> what's the chances of this actually happening when we've been talking about it? Probably the chances were likely, because if you've uh, been out on the water lately, there's uh, thousands of jellyfish everywhere. You're right, mate. Um, and I tell you what, good part of the world, there's you're more jet skis. There's more jet skis than, uh, than jellyfish. <laughs> I cleared Incan last week. I stood on a... Um, I stood on an octopus on Tuesday. Scared the life out of me because the tentacles actually grip onto you. I had no idea what it was. And, mm. Anyway. That would have been I'm a here. thrill. I'm healthy. Would have been a thrill, Hells. A little bit of suction cup action, something. I <laughs> <laughs> like that. Darren, how's your week been? These boys have been up to all sorts. Pretty uneventful uh, <laughs> listening to all of that. I haven't been to the beach, so there's been no mishaps down there. No, it's... Uh, an uneventful week, I'm afraid. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have to ask our producer, Steve, to send some of the, uh, someone from the tech department in because I can't access the text line in here, unfortunately, guys. So uh, well, Leave it with me. Are you, uh, are you able to access it, Hurls, by any chance? No. Access what? Uh, the text line. No. No, well, we'll get it sorted in here. Uh, no. Bear with us. but he's, he's our customer service man, though, Hurls. He did a great job last week. We had a little issue with the $25 bet on the, on the multi, and within minutes he got it sorted out after he opened the show with a big rant about poor customer service in this country. They but, call uh, me Mr Wolf from Pulp Fiction. Oh, better, better, than his, <laughs> better than his rant two weeks ago, guys, uh, ranting about a horse that uh, uh, someone took their name, but it was 31 years ago, so I think that one was fine. That Noticed was. another one during the week, retired in 2007. Anyway, don't get me started. Nick Kutnyak's walked in and with two clicks of the mouse, he just goes bang and fixes the text line. So Marlowe's just uh, a bit behind the eight ball, but uh, we're back there, guys. So if you've got any queries for the show, uh, please send them through. And just on the multi last week, um, I uh, was wrong in what I said uh, that people could reload. They couldn't, Darren. I thought because you said that you were able to now have your 50 that you'd gone 25 25 but you must have just had the 50 and been waiting patiently uh, to have the full amount. I waited for our, yeah. I waited for our customer service agent to fix that uh hurls because I wasn't having 25 on at the three dollars but once it was announced that yes you could have the 50 on a three I stepped in but yeah understandably the I think the system has set one bet per customer so yes that was unfortunate but as it turned out it was a, a refund situation owing to the antics of celerity yeah so it was a refund anyway uh, celerity of course a late scratching and it's in today guys um, <laughs> I love this keps on the text line morning race cartel two words from last <laughs> week <laughs> kettle hill oh. <laughs> what about him oh. Fair oh, right of the mm. year, Dylan oh, Gibbons. I don't know how he got that gap. Amazing. <laughs> i tell you what, that's no exaggeration about right of the year either. I saw the head on. That was an absolute mm. cracker. There was about the width of the cigarette paper to get through, and he did. Mm. Here's another I'll one. Save you. Yeah. I'll save you my rant about non-winners again, fellas. I'll leave it. Yeah, yeah good on you, that, bro. <laughs> thanks for that. Um, the fact of morning, gents, uh, it was unbelievable. Hearing last week Darren Flindell saying the multi was free money, <laughs> growing it and breaking one of the golden rules of punting. 
that sort of behaviour <laughs> has to be shamed and a punishment handed down. That's from the factor. So, yes, I, I guess you did stop it, Darren, in, in some way well, last week. It's free money, actually. It was free money. We got our money back. Yeah, I didn't okay. say we were going to make a profit. I just said it would be free money. <laughs> I suppose you've got an argument there. Uh, let's get straight to the feature, boys. Uh, the English Millennium for the two-year-olds and fully lit. Whoa, what's doing here? Uh, 250. Um, won't be starting that, I wouldn't have thought. But uh, what's happened there, Hill? Someone had a, a large investment or a bit of an adjustment or what's doing? Just waited money, mate. Three really? at two fifty. Fair income. Uh, let me just have what? a look at the hold. Yeah, uh, just give us one sec. Tell you what, punters have been up and about this morning, and yeah, autumn's in the air because uh, yeah, they've been really piling it on. All right, as far as dollars held, and yeah, it has to be weight of money. Just give me one sec. So hang on, you actually don't know. You're just assuming it's weight. Oh, it was earlier. No, 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 it was earlier. This is madness. Uh, yeah, no, it still is. Yeah, although, yeah, it must be market opinion as well. I keep noticing bets for Beer Baron. It's actually holding the second most amount of money in the race. It's still a $17 chance. Well, I'll just say this. Don't take the 250 punters because uh, nah. it won't be starting that. Uh, nah. Dave, have you got an opinion here? Oh, it's not weight of money. It's modern-day bookmaking. We've said it many times. They throw the prices around like, uh, uh, yeah. Like it's inflation every morning. Like it's just it's just unbelievable how much they fluctuate on the race day. But anyway, um, yeah, I think as you said, you'll get three dollars plus late in in the piece here, and it's hard to tip against, isn't he? Simply off that uh, debut win and the strength of it, I, I I do see the the pops though, and and totally understand where they're coming from in terms of you know the, the wide gate, the speed inside. I don't think they're going to allow him to just get across and and, and dictate. Um, I think he's going to have to work pretty hard. So. I can see those queries, but I also think there's only one turn and you can probably sit a little bit wide and, and keep on going. And uh, I've got him on top, but I'm, I'm worried about the likes of Rudy Royale, who I thought was super strong in the Golden Gift. The, the trial was terrific and even thought a horse like Trunk, I thought he was beaten by a pretty good one down there. It's stay focused to, I think, hard to beat down at Caulfield today. And uh, I think that form line will stack up really well. So I thought they were the three, but fully lit. Uh, has to go on top simply from that dominant win. But, yeah, it is, it is a little bit of a tricky map. Mm, sure is, Darren. I thought, uh, I thought he would get across and make the running fully lit. I do expect he'll probably come across, get down to the fence and leave. But, boy, at the 250, I'd like to just be hitting the pink column all morning at that price. That just seems absolutely ludicrous. It's a fair bit of depth to this race. Uh, I think Odison maps really well incredible run really to win the nursery but it makes me a little bit suspicious that Otison could sit sort of four five wide no cover beer baron did the same and at the end they fought out the finish uh, but both Otison and beer baron are drawn to get much better runs today i'm a big fan of this Ruta real and that's the one i think the genuine money really came for earlier in the week when it went up eight dollars and it's come all the way into 550 now i think it's definitely a winning chance Ruta real chad schofield's actually looking for his third win in this race now uh, three in a row, mm. uh, but I'm going with the with the Hayes uh, runner here, Zestiman. Nice, nice win at Flemington on debut. But I've liked uh, I liked the way it trialed at Warwick Farm. They just came up here the other week, gave it a run, and drove it into a dead end up the straight, and it looked to be absolutely bolting going through the line, Zestiman. So I made the decision then. This will be my value pick. And uh, I was looking at this when it went up seven fifty on Wednesday. It was twelve dollars earlier. It's got out to seventeen dollars now, Zestiman. Wow, that's a that's a great each way price there. About a horse, I think, is the winning chance. So I've got Zestiman on top of Ruta Real. 
uh, trunk. I also respect a lot of things. Trunk will be in the right spot. And then the favourite, fully lit. I like your analysis there, Darren. I reckon another bolty with some bolter uh, with some hope. It'd be Nymphadora, guys. I think it'll enjoy 1,100 mm. metres. Uh, I think there'll be a bit of speed on, and it can finish off well here. But it's a, the sort of race where beauty sometimes in the, bo- the eye of the beholder with these young horses. Um, you've got to pick which form line you think might work because they do come from all over the shop, and uh, it's not always easy to line them up. Um, Beer Baron's another... Good story, passed in at the sales. Um, got some keen owners. He was wide first up there behind Odin's son, and he's won a trial beating older horses. So from gate one, I could see him running well, guys. But, yeah, favourite a bit short at the moment, and I think that will adjust. Um, does appear to have some work to do from the gate, but yeah, you've, you've never seen anything like it. Uh, the, the stables, two-year-olds, and horses in general, it's just been unprecedented stuff, Darren. Yeah, it's, uh, the, the numbers are getting very impressive, aren't they? They, they broke their own records last year, Waterhouse and Bot, with the two-year-olds, and they're absolutely flying again. But th- there's just too much depth in this field to be taking short odds about fully lit. Uh, also drawn the outside barrier as well. Um, yeah, I'm glad you made that case uh, for Beer Baron, because from barrier one, I think this will just get the gun run behind them. Showed a lot of speed in that trial at Goulburn, so that shows me there that they can use barrier one and take a very forward role. And, uh, yeah, Nymphadora was a cracking run back in the nursery. Um, I mean, all of them, the, the top three that came out of that individually, they ran outstanding races. So we've just got to work out whether that's the, the form line we want to be taking for this or not. Mm-hmm. I know Brad doesn't have any rules, but I have a pretty hard and fast rule <laughs> with two-year-olds <laughs> these days, and that is uh, yard watch. Pretty, yep. It's a pretty cool day today, so... They won't get as well. You wouldn't anticipate they'll get as busy as uh, what they possibly can when it's warm. But they can still, uh, yeah, they can still find it all a bit too much. These two-year-olds. Yeah, no Could doubt. You imagine that, fellas. Could you imagine that? Hells as mounting yard tips. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a good. I've got a good eye for horses. Yeah, I've just got yeah. four legs. I can only imagine it, Davo. Yeah, uh, oh, someone was, someone was speaking to me during the week about hurls doing the. The Punters Club at Wyong a few weeks ago, they said, what a legend he is. He got this great Quinella for us, paid enormous. Uh, yeah, I think it paid $60. Yeah, yeah it was a good result. Yes. It can well, be hard running those yeah, you were described as a legend. Oh, yeah, well, yes. that's probably a bit extreme. But, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, they can be hard, those small fields, when you're running the Punters Clubs. You've got to probably take exotics if you're going to get a dividend. So, yeah, it was a good can result. Can we have the full story there, fellas? The fact that he went to put the Quinella on and put no, two other no. horses in and he put the wrong numbers in and got the Quinella? Like <laughs> no, no, no. The thinking was that I split the bet and I thought the favourite will either win or not run a drum and there was good value out of the Quinella, so I took the Quinella. I thought I you make, actually I don't did, make mistakes. I thought you balls the numbers up and that's what actually happened. Yeah, you got no, the, no, no, no. Okay. My flies tell me that's exactly what happened. That's, well, what, hang on. What you, door have I opened here? Yeah, good. I'm, I'm glad you did, Darren, because everyone wanted to drag me before the courts a few weeks ago. But, oh, Hells, he's immune to a bit of interrogation by the sounds of it. Hey, Hells? Well, it can't be proven, can it? <laughs> well... As Davo said, we've got our sources, boys. Uh, I've got a question for Darren here on the tech side, and I'm curious as well to know the answer, Darren. Um, what are you running with in race three with horse number one, Darren? I think it's named after Ronaldo and should be pronounced CR7. 
does it kick a goal today? Yes. Old mate from your minor. What are you running with, do you? Uh, CR7, that's uh, correct. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Uh, I had a listen in to its Mooney Valley win. That's exactly the way Matty Hill called it. Great win there at the Valley, coming right around the field and very strong late. I think it's one of the key chances in the race, uh, CR7. But I did, make, I did make the decision with Infinitive. The way she ran first up at Warwick Farm, I was on her that day and I thought she did enough first run back that I wanted to follow her next time out over further. Well, she goes from the 1,400 metres to the 1,600 metres. She's a very good price, really, at $5.50 Infinitive. So I've got her on top of CR7. Hell hath no fury. I was really puzzled yesterday when I saw the money coming in for Nana's Wish. Thought, my goodness, um, she she struck a very shallow race that she won at Kensington during the week, a benchmark 64, and she was well backed and got there. This is a massive leap, considering she's going out favourite today. So I'm focusing on Infinitive and CR7. What about you, Dave? Yeah, I didn't think it was a leap, really. I mean, Infinitive's coming off midweek form too, and CR7's coming off a pretty moderate Saturday win in in sort of Melbourne. So when when sort of given a pitch of a ride, so. I was happy to go with her, probably more happy now the rain's arrived, uh, Nana's wish, but look, it was a race where, for me, it was just the oh, better the day by a mile, another will if they came here, it was just going to absolutely spank them, but um, he'll go to Melbourne and hopefully get the job done there, but $2.60 was an absolute gift, and they went to Melbourne, okay. <laughs> I love it though, eh? um, what about you, Hells, any uh, thoughts here, mate? Uh, well, I know the money is there for Nana's Wish. Not a race I was really keen to get involved with, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, it's year seven. I always like um, when they bring him up from interstate, and that's exactly what he's done here with uh, with year seven. Um, Celerity will win the slipper, boys. Get on early. Cal in Bathurst. Uh, so there's a, a big call about Celerity. It's Active certainly... Call. Certainly uh, trialling well. We had the issue last week where she was scratched at the barrier after becoming fractious, and she's in race two. Darren, have you got a read here? She does appear a nice mover at the trials. Well, if she's well behaved, she could definitely win this because her trials have suggested she's well above average, but she threw James McDonald off when they uh, got to the gates or on arrival at the gates. That was incident number one, and then James was was down on the ground and in a bit of pain, but it was decided he would get up and, and ride this filly, and then they loaded her in, and then she played up in the gates, and that was the that was the last straw. Uh, I think James was in serious pain after that, and, and uh, well, even if Celerity was passed to fit to run, there wouldn't have been a, a rider available, so she was coming out either way. Um, just be mindful of what I mentioned before. It's, it's a windy day here, and uh, I hate it when you've got these flighty horses on those windy days. They, uh, they can really get to them. So uh, I, I'd, I'd sort of hang back a little bit with Celerity and maybe even wait till they get the gate, get to the gates and see how she's handling the situation on arrival there at the start. Absolutely. Good shout, it's currently, Yeah, it's currently a $34 chance for, for the slipper. Brad, if I can just ask you, mate, what was the um, figures like of Coleman last week? I thought it was a superb win uh, down yeah, there very, in Melbourne. Very good. Very similar to Lady of Camelot up here. Almost broke the, the track record with that race, yeah. that track racing really fast. So they were pretty similar performances and uh, got a lovely run, but she was very impressive and I think second favourite, isn't it, for the uh, Blue Diamond now behind Lady of Camelot. Not much between those two at the top. So Yeah, well, interestingly... Different. Sorry, mate. Uh, Liz, 
interestingly, Lady Camelot's nine dollars for the slipper, and Coleman's twenty one. Uh, as far as the blue diamond is concerned, the favourite is Lady of Camelot. Now yeah, Coleman's uh, four fifty, and Lady Camelot's four dollars. So yeah, split split hairs between there. Just back on this race, um, look, I, I can see Celerity trialled well. Um, you just never know, do you, with the Godolphin horses? I mean, they just keep them under wraps, so you really don't know what's under the bonnet until until you see them on race day, um, or until you see that market support just before if they really back them hard. So, yeah, I'm, I'm wary, but um, look, I've got to go back to a, a note. I thought it was a um, terrific win on debut. Maybe a 1,000 might be sharp the way he's trialling, but I just cannot. I can never read their trialers, the, the Waterhouse and Bot Yard, because they could dead set have one that gets beaten 18 lengths in a trial and can come out and win races. I don't know what they do in their trials. I don't know if they put a lot of weight in the saddles or if they just use them as real fitness base. Um, maybe it's, uh, I'm not sure if you've spoken to them about that in the past, Luke, but it might be a good question next time. I'd love to know what, if, if it's, you know, if they just put heavyweight saddles or what it is, because so many of them trial, like, you know, to the eye. You, you wouldn't back them in a maiden and, and they're coming out and winning Saturday races. So maybe it's just the fitness base. They really bring them on. I'm not sure. That's yeah. probably the most intelligent question you've ever asked in your life, Brad. I like that question. Do You, you don't have to declare weights in, um, in trials, do you, Luke? No. No, you nope. can... You can sometimes no. see a, a bigger saddle, or um, yeah. we're not privy to what shoes they're ra- uh, trialing exactly. in. Exactly. So, Heavy shoes too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well done, Brad. Boys, I'm well reading done. a I'm reading a book at the moment called Chance. Uh, if you love racing and like yarns um, from the old days uh, in italics, uh, I tell you what, a bit went on then. Uh, heavy shoes, farriers <laughs> getting at horses. Oh, th- it's a great read. It's so so interesting. Is, it was it was a different game in years gone by, guys. Is there any mention of uh, Jack Denham in that in that um, book? Not as yet, but I'm only yeah. I'm only about it. Or oh, I wouldn't even be a quarter through yet. But uh, my, my late great uncle used to tell me. Um, that Jack Denham used to get his horses out um, like at about three o'clock before the lights went on, and they'd absolutely, you know, um, trials and, and um, yeah, work sensationally, and then bang, they'd turn up to the track, they'd open up at six dollars, and they reckon it was the best stable to follow when the money, when the money was on. You probably remember that, Darren? Yes, certainly do. Mm. Mm. There's some good yarns about like the SP days, how they used to be hiding at the back of pubs, taking the bets, and well, all, all that sort do, of stuff. Do you think stable money is a thing of the past these days? Like, like it used to be a, a thing where now it just seems to be all the big players sitting this late. Like, I think stable money is almost insignificant these days. Like, the stables might be putting on a bit of money, but it means absolutely zero to the market. Where before it actually seemed to have more of a, a lot more of an impact, perhaps. Mm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree with that. Actually, it's not as um, yeah for a number of reasons. As you say, there's a bit of money come from the stable, but back in the day, um, yeah, I'll go back to Jack Denham and more recent years that the, the um, David Payne stable and also uh, um, uh, Tony Martin stable. Is Tony Martin Tim Martin? I beg your pardon. Um, Tim. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. yeah. If he, the money came for him, just get on. It's hard. To, it's too hard to set a horse up these days. Everyone can see the trials. Even if you're dead out the back, hard held, people will be curious and go, gee, that wasn't asked. I might just spec it. Mm. Then all of a sudden, Muddy starts to talk and, and that creates the avalanche. So it, it, it can be done and, and has been done, but it's not as easy as 
uh, times gone by because everyone can see the data, everyone can see the videos, guys. But uh, you wouldn't have it any other way uh, as a punter now. Obviously, maybe you'd like to be able to get on to win a bit more early, but other than that, you've got all the information you need um, out there readily available, which um, I think is fantastic. But it is a new age, uh, computers, um, data, videos, etc., um, and race replays. So... Uh, it's food for thought and good conversation. Uh, as we go to race number six, which is the Eskimo Prince, and Ron Duffy's best today is Moravia here, and he's attracting support hurls. I note that he's now sub four dollars at three eighty. Yeah, well, Cabellus and also Moravia were joint favourites at uh, about eight o'clock this morning, but Cabellus is on the drift in a significant way. Four sixty out to six dollars, and in a dollar from a four eighty to three eighty Moravia and Celestial Legend uh, seven dollars to six fifty. As is Macarena. Uh, Max Presnell wrote in the um, in the Herald this morning that um, Les Bridge hasn't been to the track for ages, and he said, "Why not? Well, where you been?" Sort of thing. He said. Uh, Oh, I'm not turning up unless until I've got a good one. So if you see uh, if you see Les out there today, I'll be sporting his uh, Rabbitohs uh, apparel. Uh, that might be a tip in itself. He'll be there today. He's not a bad horse, this fellow. Yes, he's certainly one of the stars of the stable. So we'll keep an eye out for Les. I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Hurls. This is a uh, you know, small bit select field here down to seven runners. Now, I just tried to focus on those I thought would be prime first up for today's distance of 1,200 metres. And I've come up with Moravia. I've always liked this cult. And his trial behind Queen of the Ball suggested to me that he's good to go. And he should be in a pretty forward role here. But I've also like, been liking the work of Macarena. I think she's ready to go. Now, it might be a bit sharp for her. Uh, but I've got her in the numbers. But I do like Moravia. And uh, in hindsight, I probably should have, should have found a spot here for Celestial Legend parked up in, in barrier number one. But I think it's going to be a little bit short for Griff. I assume too short for Tom Kitten. But they have booked Adam Hieronymus there. So I don't think they'll be wasting the, the low draw with Tom Kitten trying to hold a spot. The way NCAP trialed, I think the 1,200 metres will be too sharp for him first up. Cabalas was good in a benchmark 72, and the horse he beat, Belinda, was well back to win the last there last Saturday, but it's a big jump up for Cabalas as well. So I've just come back to Moravia here. I think it'll be the top three in the run and, and be the sharpest sprinter first up. You got a read here, Davo? Any more well, to add? It's a good race with plenty of mm. opinions. Easy to have an opinion on most here. I've landed on Griff. I... I'm not convinced it's too sharp for him. His trials have been super sharp. I mean, he's trialed as well as Pericles for mine. He's going down to, to Melbourne. They've almost to rave about him as a chance to knock off Mr. Brightside. So I just think he's the class horse here. He's a Caulfield Guineas winner. I still think he's a bit underrated. And um, I'm happy to go that way over Moravia. I thought they were the two. I thought his trial was terrific. And I think he's probably got more upside than the rest, considering he did everything in that first racing prep last time in. Look, I thought Cabalas was a bit of a risk, but he's getting out to $6 now. That's probably about right. Celestial Legend's got to be a chance. Macarena, I got her wrong in that race before a break, but you know, at the same time, it's, that's four lengths off what you need here, surely. Um, and Tom Kitten can close off. I'm really against NCAP, who I thought was far too aggressively priced at $7. So Griff and Moravi are the two there for me in the Eskimo Prince. Does seem a bit of a tight spread, doesn't it? Um, Three eighty mm. to seven dollars across the whole field. You don't see that too often. No, it does seem a little bit too tight for sure. I just can't wait to see Tom back. I, I got no idea what to expect at twelve hundred metres. We know it's probably short of his optimal, but it's probably the best horse in the race, guys. No, oh. yeah. 
I'm not, I'll answer that question at the end of the autumn, I think. Well, that's right. If there was more, if there was a more genuine pace in the race on, I'd be entertaining Tom Kitten a bit. But I like the way he closed off in his uh, short distance trial at Hawkesbury recently. Which horse was that, Darren? Uh, Tom. Tom yeah, Kitten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's going great, coming up well. That's the Eskimo Prince guy. It's a, mm. yeah, it's just a nice little race, really. Only seven starters, but I think a very tri- intriguing race there. Well, I reckon it's a race of the day. It's a cracker. What do you like in the last, Darren? Tintuki's form's been upgraded. Uh, our Kobe son. Yeah, that's a big that's a big bump, isn't it, uh, for Tintuki? Our Kobe son, breaking all our mobs track record last Saturday at Rose Hill. My goodness, didn't see that coming. Mm. Um, can can she go through again? I, I sort of focused on the two leaders in the race. She's an A-lister from Barrier One. Things got the option of holding the front. Or if Mrs. Chrissy really pushes on from that wider gate, and if Mrs. Chrissy wants the lead, she's an A-lister can hand up. I'm working it around the two. I, I thought they might fight it out there, numbers eight and nine, and then Tin Tookie savaging the line. Dave? Uh, yeah, I'm with Tin Tookie as well. I, I just think that form stacks up a bit too well here. Um, but I've got a lot of respect for this. She's an A-lister. I think she's a really nice horse that needs to see 1,200, sure, but um, she's taken all before her in two runs this prep. So good, so cool. Probably best Ruffy just got too far back in that record race the other day and form prior to that was pretty good. But, oh, look, I think she just sets up nicely here, Tin Cookie, in the last. Hells, any uh, market uh, lead here? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, Tin Cookie's now the favourite at 3.30, opened up at 3.60 this morning. Bellinger, we went up $14 for it. Our Cabalas comes out 34 uh, by 19, so significant, but even still, it's 550 to 5. Miss Chrissy Solid, she's an A-lister, been running through brick walls, it's 370 to 390. Uh, what people, none of you have got it in your selections, Fire, probably mightn't have a class of the others, and, you know, it's only won three races, but Brad doesn't uh, uh, consider that as an issue, but, um, yeah, I thought he was all right. Looked home last start, and Betty's boy just come and grabbed it. Mm. No? Anyone? I'm neutral. Oh, I've made it my fourth pick in the race. I, I think it'll be hitting the line really well at the end, but probably conceding that the two leaders a fair start turning for home. She's an eight, she's an A-list, so that was a really good win there at Warwick Farm. Mm. I assume she'll get 1,200 metres. Um, she's an A-lister, but I think she's absolutely flying at the moment. I think Fire will be doing his best work late. Yeah, he will be. Yeah, if, is, is he the horse that has the barrier issues, Darren, or is that another one? And he doesn't jump sometimes. Just trying to remember, um, Davo, can you help me out here? Is, is this the horse that you know, he didn't jump one day or he can walk out of the stalls? I'm not sure on him, to be honest. I'm not 100% sure. Um, it does ring a bell, but I'm not sure if it's him. Yeah, yeah, so he, not missed it. Come he missed it a mile at, uh, at Rose Hill. The day yeah. KB Jennings was on him. There he is. Yeah, he missed it really, really badly. Um, so he comes with a little asterisk. Uh, he's got to execute correctly. That was on the 7th of October. Uh, he missed it terribly. So, uh, look, he's in the right stable for them to get him right. He appears to be uh, going a bit better this preparation. That's the last. We had a text here about Derry Grove in race 8. Hey, gents, I think it'll be hard to beat. Cranky old bear. Um, currently second favourite at 5.50, but they've all got to catch this. Flying machine, Darren. Frilled. Uh, gee, she's quick, isn't she? Mm, yeah, she's she's lightning fast, uh, frilled. She'll be sharp out of the gates from barrier three. 
Kira McAvoy's been in the saddle on both her trials, and I've, I just liked the way she was going, so I sort of made my mind up watching that last trial that I'll be with her when she goes to the races. But it's an interesting race, isn't it? With Brudenell there from a wide draw, they'll have to push forward on him to try and get a spot. And the tactics on Omni-Man, whether he sort of busted along early trying to, to match it with Frilled. I couldn't get a, a strong read on this race. I've got Frilled on top because I think she'll just be too fast for them. Unbeaten, unbeaten mare, five out of five. But if Omni-Man happened to get up there and Brudenell got up there, all of a sudden a horse like Derry Grove, it, it could be the one. It'll be really, really strong there at the finish, uh, Derry Grove. It'll just be ridden cold and come with one last run at them. And, and I was also looking at Key Largo a little bit in a similar situation. I've just, this race has got me confused because I'm not sure how hard they're going to go. And that's, uh, it's a big, big trap. I, I just don't know how to play this race. How are you handling it, Brad? A bit of a head scratcher, isn't it? But um, I agree. I think Freeld is clearly the one to beat. Five from five and looks a thousand metre horse in a thousand metre race where a lot of these others might be looking for a little bit further, but... I thought he was the roughie of the day, Key Largo, and uh, spoiler alert, he'll be my pick for the multi coming up. Luckily, thankfully, luckily, at $19, he's actually in the multi because you three blokes between you, I think we would have been getting odds of a dollar sixty. It's that bad, the, 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 the selections of the multi today, like fair income. I'm thinking, you know, you've got to really consider yourself here, fellas. But uh, yeah. Key Largo for me, 1,000 metres. Forgive the Melbourne prep. I think he's ready to go. A couple of soft trials, just a nice run midfield, and hopefully can go crunch at the big odds. All right, let's uh, let's go to the um, let's go to the multi, and you can sit down, bro. It's the first time you've taken anything in double figures <laughs> in your life, feeding him. All right, we have got race three, number six, Infinitive. Race five, number four, Dakota Vroom. Race eight, number four, Key Largo, and race nine, number seven, Marquess. $6 with a maximum bet of $25. Go to on the tab app, Racing and Racing Offers, and on the website, Today's Offers under Sports, Sports Today's Offers, and it's the first one there. Be quick, because at $6 dividend, it will go quick, but you know, right, I'll give you some sort of a wrap there, mate. You did, uh, did save our bacon a little bit because it was going to be pretty skinny, so key Largo. Well done, bro. Yeah, but Hells, you'll turn quick if it runs fifth. You're reading like a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pretty strength. unpredictable. <clears throat> pretty oh, unpredictable. Yeah. Why, yeah, why Key Largo? I, I know you've made the case there a bit, Brad, but you just think the, the, the tempo of the race will allow him to, to launch into into the frame somewhere? Yeah, I just think the the, um, the barrier allows him to get midfield there and and just finish off really strongly. And it's a race where a lot of these are probably 11, 1,200-metre horses. He's a good 1,000-metre horse that's got mm. some really good ratings and form. And at Bramwick, soft track won't bother him. And uh, if they roll along out in front, I think he's ready to launch late. Mm. Uh, just a text about, we're talking about the trials and weights. Jamie wanted to ask, um, do we know what weight horses carry in trials? Well, we don't, Jamie. Uh, that's the thing with racing in Australia, guys. Um, There's some homework for you this week, uh, Luke. See if you can find that out. Yeah, I know the answer. No, they're, they're not declared. Uh, oh, OK. Yeah. But, no, can you find out what they sort of average out at? I, I, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. there wouldn't be a uh, a figure. I mean, if Nash was riding one as opposed to Zach Lloyd, you can you can suggest that it'd be carrying a few kilos yeah. more. Uh, Zach's yeah, very, yeah. very light, naturally. Um, uh, so you, um, you could sort of do your own surmising. Uh, yep. based on the jockey's minimum weights. But, yeah, the size of the saddle and how much 
packing is underneath. Um, that varies from runner to runner. So always a, always a good little tip out wide is in the country trials. If you do find a uh, a jockey that's a track work rider and doesn't ride anymore, and the horse trials really well with a track work rider on, generally they'll be sort of sixty kilos plus, and mm. uh, it's always a very good sign for race day. Absolutely, mate. Uh, good insight there. Ten minutes of behind the gates left, so we better do our early crows for this week. On Racing HQ. Hey, it's a little too early for being that loud. Hey, too late. Don't worry, because it's never too early. The early crow. Well, I, uh, I'll go first with last week. Uh, Dalalat to run top two. What a brave performance by the people's horse, Darren. He's a beauty. Oh, isn't he what? Yes, doing all that chasing and uh, taking several lengths off our Kobe son and in track record time, a record that stood since 1997. So, uh, yeah, well done, uh, Dalalada. Took a bit out of him, though. He's having a rest now and we're going to focus on a couple, couple of uh, lower key races over the Brisbane Winter Carnival. Ah, set him for the Stradbroke. <laughs> Come on, let's keep it real. <laughs> that was mine from last week. Um, Hurls, you were the quaddy man last week. How did it end up? Yeah, got it, got it right. I think I said it paid less than 160. It paid 136. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We've got a little protest button here. Got a little alert. Can we get a little protest? Uh, I did, uh, there you go. <laughs> Protest here. Oh, uh, very protest good, Nick. Here on behind the gate, 10:51 a.m. Protest on Hills's call of getting uh, a tick for that. Now I have was uh, I've received a call on Thursday night from a former a former member of the behind the gate panel, Ben uh, Benjamin Way um, from Sydney, and uh, Ben did suggest that uh, going back and listening to the tapes that Andrew Hurley of uh, Edelong Beach uh, did uh, suggest that. Um, that both the early and late quaddy would pay $160, um, not just the late. So a bit of a, uh, an objection there, and um, you can consider all evidence, Luke Marlowe. Well, I, I'll do even better than that. You saw how good Nick was just then with that little jingle that he played, uh, just off the cuff. Well, guess what? We're, we're going to the tape. <laughs> Nick, Nick's going to dig it out, and we'll find out exactly what our man... Hells, you wouldn't be trying to just slip one under our guard here, would you? Well, I thought... Um, we were in court, so I was going to use the uh, best three words ever. I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> he pleads the fifth. Is it the fifth or the sixth or in America, whatever it is? Well, we'll find out how. We'll get back to you in a minute, mate. Uh, Darren, no, there's, no, there's no need to. I did say both. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he comes clean. Well, Ben weighs on to you. Well. Even with that early quaddy, the short price favourites didn't win the first three legs. Yes, yeah, so. um, yeah, it was yeah, Lady of Camelot, Lady Laguna, Prost, they're all standout favourites, so it was good old Kettle Hill that bumped that dividend up. <laughs> he was nearly right, because Age of Sale looked home and the quaddy probably would have paid 40 bucks. <laughs> Isn't that ironic, boys? Uh, Kettle Hill's the horse to knock off Hells as early crow. That's just beautiful. Poetic justice. I love it. So we don't need the tape, Hells. You've tried a a Swifty there. Yeah, right. I love it. I love it. Uh, Darren Flindell, um, yours was for the multi to lob. Um, So I don't know what we do with this. We've got our money back, but I think you've got to get it across. Well, it was free money. You were performing a bit Free money. Well, it's not my fault if the horse has scratched at the gates. <laughs> Free money. 
Uh, you get your money back. It was free. You're on the roundabout, Darren. Just go around. Keep well, going. Well, some people thought they'd done their money. True. Yeah, I'll pay it. Yeah, all right. You get a tick. He's paid it. Um, and, and old mate with his uh, cryptic crow last week. How'd you go with the bias, Brad? Oh. Well, before I before I just cap on my one, no, I just got to lay a charge against Hills there for false and misleading evidence. Yes. So um, yeah, I'd be pleased guilty to that. But look, uh, just for anyone who still does the um, puts the radio around the room, you know, and you've got any young children in the other room, just call them in because I've got a nice little lesson here, and it's a great lesson about peer pressure. And do not listen to peer pressure kids out there. But just don't do it, all right? Stick to your guns and do not listen to peer pressure because last week on this show, I said at least five winners will be fencing run in the show. And, and Luke Marlowe tried the best peer pressure in the world to get me to go six or seven and make it a bit harder. And I said, you know what? I'm not going not gonna to give in to peer pressure. I'm going to stick to my guns and exactly five will fence in run. So give me that tick and give me another tick for not caving to peer pressure. I can't get over this. Seriously. Are you claiming that, Brad? I'm claiming it. That's <laughs> Five lovely. winners on the fence. <laughs> there were five exactly. So, so I'll take it. So Prost, Prost drawn barrier one in a Prost drawn barrier one in a six horse field. Who was yep. Lady of Camelot, barrier one in a seven horse field. Who were the others? There were three oh, others. Infatuation. Right? Oh, there were three others. There's one other that found the fence for the first half of the race and then peeled off. So Ooh. Is it? This might be grounds yeah, for another of... protest here. Okay, oh, just be straight to... up. <laughs> Why can't you just be straight up and down, Brad? Why do you have to make everything? Uh, <laughs> because uh, I wanted to keep the, the um, run going. I think I'm at about six or seven. I'm on the uh, uh, the record winning streak for the early crows, and uh, I'm, I'm uh, happy to just keep rolling. All right. Well, you've out. How much money did you? <laughs> how much money did you win out of your crow? Zero dollars. I didn't lose any either. How much did you win out of yours? Gentlemen, back to your corners. Gentlemen, gentlemen, please, let's keep this amicable. We're a team here, boys. We're a team. We're imploding. <laughs> it's early in the year. Oh, hell's, I can't oh, hell's hell's started yet. fired up. Yeah, hell's is fired up. I love it. <laughs> Righto then, Brad. Well, you get first bite this week. What's your early crow going to be today? Well, mine's going to be NCAP will not run a place in the Eskimo Prince. And yes, I know there's only two dividends, but that's fine by me. What? NCAP will not run a play okay. in, the, uh, in the Eskimo Prince. He's $3.30 for a play. So what, he won't run top three or he won't run well, top two? Sorry, I don't, I, don't, I don't decide the uh, the place dividends. There's only two winners in the field of seven. So um, I'm not again... Well, again, let's clarify this. ...cave to peer pressure. <laughs> NCAP top He won't top run three. a play. He NCAP. won't run a place dividend. Oh, you're an idiot. He is an idiot. <laughs> End cap top three for Brad, not to run top three. Darren, what's your crow? I've been watching the way Kim War's grey horse has been trailing uh, leading up to the return today in race five, French Bonnet. And I think she's a much, much better chance than the 20... I'm not sure what the latest price is, $26 or so. I think I backed it at the other day. Hey, Dave. Oh, okay. All right. So the money is starting to come a little bit there with oh, uh, the French the, bonnet. Yeah, uh, you... bit of a haircut with deductions. Look, there's uh, only two place dividends there, but maybe work an angle on the same race multi where you can get something out of it by at least running top three. All right. So you're saying French bonnet will run top three, Darren? Yes, yes. Beautiful. Hurls, what's your crow? Nine out of the ten winners will be in single figures. Okay, 9 out of 10 winners, single figures. I don't mind it. And I'm going to take on the favourite in the Millennium, guys. Fully lit. 
I think it's a bit short. I think it'll go under <laughs> in uh, in the main. Is it range. still two fifty? It's getting out of it. Yeah, two seventy now, Darren. So oh, right. mm. those are our crows. Let's get some best bets, boys. Uh, we want to back a winner today, Darren. Have you got something for us? <laughs> yeah, I'm sticking with Infinitive. I think she's the right price around the five dollars, uh, even after the scratching of of the horse that's gone to Victoria. So Infinitive race three, number six. Beautiful, mate. Uh, good calling today, Darren. Yeah, I better take a hat today with all that wind. Very Why, windy so out get, here. So it can get blown away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So when, and that just be mindful of that. I often find when you get uh, strong winds and they're forecasting uh, winds up to to forty k's, can really get up those horses' noses there at the gates and uh, up at around the twelve hundred meters. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on it, Darren. Have a good day, mate. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Brad Davidson, you got a best for us. Look, I'm, I'm tipping a big day for Bryce Hayes. Gently rolled, I think we'll get the job done in race five, and I think T Largo is the, the best roughie uh, later on in the day in, in race number eight. So that was the way I would play it. I'm probably a bit keener down south. I thought Aspora um, would get the job done, but I thought Sweet Ride was a good roughie in that race too in, um, in the 1,100-metre group, uh, group race down there. So, um, yeah, play, play with that what you want. Mate, you've had a hell of a show. It started with a bang and... <laughs> And I, and Fanning, have you been... about quite a morning? <laughs> have you what? <laughs> well, that's why they pay me the small bucks, mate. Oh, <laughs> uh, mate, it's it's been good fun as always. Have a have a great weekend, buddy, and good luck today on the tip. You too, guys. Have a great one, everyone. Cheers. And Hills, Sam, you've held your own as always. Uh, yeah, I have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think as <laughs> I think as Fura is the put in take out job down at uh, down at uh, Caulfield, and my other prediction is, and uh, they just have to take. And I know we're talking about Caulfield here today. I just thought um, a little bit of a tricky program there at Ramwick, so I was just going to go down to Caulfield. Uh, they have to take Mr. Brightside on. They just have to. Uh, currently two dollars. Um, yeah, I think you'll probably get. Two fifty, yeah. Too easy, um, yeah. Love it, mate. Have a uh, have a great weekend and good luck today. Good on you. You too, mate.